You're listening to Red Nation Online. night and welcome to another edition of Off The Woodworks on Red Nation Online. I'm Kevin Laramie and really bad news for the Montreal Impact. The two new players that we just got a couple weeks ago are out injured for a little while. First of all, the worst news, the really bad news. Piscu, Adrian Piscu Lopez. The one I was waiting for to play with the Montreal Impact. Well, he's out for six months. Torn ACL in on a freak accident that happened Tuesday in practice. So the ACL is torn and Piscu is out for six months. For this season, the whole season of Piscu Lopez resumes that at 44 minutes of play down in Guatemala in Guatemala City against Heredia where he did a nice tackle at the 44th minute and got ejected, got sent off. So we're going to talk about that and the other bad news for the Montreal Impact. Hernan Bernadello, our second designated player for the Montreal Impact, is out for six weeks, up to six weeks. Hopefully, maybe a little earlier than that. Uh, the first diagnostic was just a sprained ankle, and it was supposed to be out for just a couple weeks, maybe three weeks at the top. But then it got swollen a little bit more. You can see the actual pictures on his Twitter handle. And he's out for six weeks, up to six weeks. I still might be confident that he might be returned before that. And it's too bad, because that's when we needed him. Him, especially Piscu now, because with Piscu was about third or fourth probably third center back, maybe fourth in the pegging order with the Montreal Impact, and heading down to a more condensed schedule with the CONCACAF Champions League resuming soon, next week, and then you get the MLS games, and we have games in hand, so we have a couple more games close to each other in the MLS as well, so we really needed Piscu, especially Piscu in the defense, to give Nesta and Ferrari a little break, and now Piscu is not there. So hopefully, somebody from the academy, I'm saying hopefully in a really hopeful kind of way, but hopefully maybe we met, or Lefebvre, or maybe Tissot would move Camara, whatever, if you need Camara in the middle. Maybe those players will be able to head out. So we will talk about that on After What Works today. But we'll talk about as well the 0-0 draw, yes, a nil-nil, a very boring game in Philly, where the Union faced the impact in a dreadful match at PPL Park. We, You know what happened on this week as well? It was the end of the transfer market across the globe. So on the second half, on the second half of the show, 
we will uh, look over the biggest transfer that affects the biggest teams and the transfer that might be key for those teams to win those games. A couple players from the MLF, the MLS actually left as well. If you Kai Kamara especially, he went from the sport in Kansas City to no, he didn't go back to Norwich City. He's not in the championship and he plays for Millsborough or Borough. If you guys don't know, the championship is a very interesting league to follow. So we're going to talk about that today as well. On off the Woodworks World Cup qualifiers tonight in the Hex. Yeah, Costa Rica facing USA. Honduras facing Mexico. And Panama facing Jamaica. All that today and next week. And the Hex is going close to an end. And next week you get the mother of all games. Mexico. USA. Columbus. In Columbus, that's going to be a great game. That's going to decide probably if Mexico goes through. We all know they will. They'll pull it off. They'll pull it off, my friends. They will do it. <laughs> so we will talk about that today on Off the Woodworks. And we will preview as well on the second half of the show. In the preview per portion of the show, we will talk about the Montreal Impact going down to Foxborough tomorrow to face the New England Revolution and Mr. Diego Fagundes, Saracen, and you get as well Andrew Farrell, one of the top choices last year in the MLS Super Draft. So that's what we're going to talk about today on After Woodworks. So we're going to talk about that. We'll be right back with a 0-0 review, a dreadful game that had a lot of bad news implicated into it. Bad news. Really bad news. Real bad news. Real bad news. Real bad news. Last Saturday, PPL Park, a 0 0 game. The Union and the Impact. Oh, it was dreadful. I watched the whole game, and yes, I did not fall asleep. There was a couple of chances by DeVaio, obviously. DeVaio had a couple of shots, and he missed them. Everybody missed that. It wasn't the best game ever, and a couple, yeah, there was no highlight almost coming out of that game. Troy Perkins did a lot of save, a couple of saves. He saved his team. Same thing for Zach McMath, actually. He saved his teams as well. It wasn't a game. It's not a game that's going to go down in ages. In two weeks, we forgot that we actually played the Union in Philly this week, last week. It was so, it was a lackluster game. It was a very, very boring thing to watch. So, the only thing I can really say about that game was a, a clean sheet, good on Perkins. Too bad for the strikers, he didn't get a chance to score. Uh, DeVaio, still on top of the league, 15 goals, one ahead of um, Mike McGee. And Camillo. Camillo just disappeared off the face of the earth in the last couple of weeks. He's probably hiding somewhere. He's probably with Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, you remember her. <laughs> They're hiding somewhere. Uh, probably Brendan Fraser, another actor who just disappeared off the face of the earth. That and Valerio Gazzola. <laughs> if you know Valerio, probably he disappeared off the earth too. 
So anyways, back to that boring game. As you can tell, there's not a lot to say about that game. So good on Perkins, good on the defense, and off to the next one. The only bad news, like I, we were saying earlier, the Burns are going to be separated. The Burns. Who are the Burns? Well, it's Bernie and Bernadello. The Burns in midfield who were dominating their opposition lately. Well, they'll be separating for about six weeks. Because Mr. Hernan Bernadello, sprained ankle, very swollen foot. He's gone for a little while. That's better than Pisco. Oh, it's a freak accident. It was on a very, very boring play in practice. Torn ACL. Gone for six months. Some people would say it's karma because he did a... Some people say it's a dangerous tackle. I don't even think it was a dangerous tackle done in radio. It was a... It was just a, It was a try. It was a little late. But the guy sold it to perfection. The radio player just dove like they always do. Gamesmanship is the bane of my existence when we travel down to CONCACAF. If you've been listening to the After Woodworks, you know that by now. That that really makes me not happy that we're not able to pull off that gamesmanship. We might as well do it. They do it to, to us. We might as well do it to them. Let's start diving. Let's bring Depati as a trainer with the, with the Montreal Impact to show the players how to dive. Well, let's just ask Felipe to show them how. <laughs> so that's, that's about it right now with the Montreal Impact. We're facing tomorrow the New England Revolution. It's going to be a very interesting game. We're going to talk about that later. Let's uh, glance at a couple of results that was in the MLS last week. And let's look at the standings and how it stands right now heading into the weekend's game. There was a game, two games actually, earlier this week on Wednesday. It was more Eastern Conference games that had no... No, actually... Columbus and Houston played. Columbus won 2 nothing against Houston, and Seattle won nothing against Chivas USA. So Houston, actually, that really doesn't help Houston for the actual table right now. Let's take a look at the table before we talk about the results. Right now, in the Eastern Conference, you're still on top of the East. The Montreal Impact. Surprisingly, 42 points in out of 25 games played. The points per game dropping a little down to 1.68. Still very high in the points per game table. There are they actually tied with Salt Lake? No, Salt Lake is now on top. Salt Lake has 1.71 points per game. Montreal 1.68. Then you got the LA Galaxy at 1.65. So Montreal is still in the supporters' shield race. But they have to pick up the pace and win those games in hand. Because if they actually win those, they have three games in hand against Salt Lake and six points behind. But let's go back to the East. Montreal Impact's 42 points. Second position with 42 points as well, but 27 games played. The New York Red Bulls, who are on a bad run as of late, Gonna hope to change their fortune this weekend. They got the Sporting Kansas City. 42 points, 27 games played. Philly, still in fourth, out of nowhere. Like we said with Earl last week. Climbing up the table in a very low profile manner. And boom, they're in top four. 
you got the New England Revolution rounding off the top five before the weekend's game at 37 points with 25 games played. The Houston Dynamo right off the playoff spot, six position, 37 points. You got the Chicago Firecrackers at 35 points, one behind the Dynamo. Columbus is probably the last team that has a shot of making the playoffs in eighth position with 32 points and 27 game played. Then to round off the Eastern table, ninth and 10th position, two teams that have no shot whatsoever to make the playoff. Especially Toronto FC, who actually fired Kevin Payne this week. So the general manager is gone. Kevin Lywicki. Uh, Tim Lywicki. Who's Kevin Lywicki? Who's Kevin Lywicki? I don't know. But Lywicki. Tim Lywicki of his name. CEO of uh, MLSC, which is Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment. The owners of the Maple Leafs, the Raptors, and TFC, and the Marlies. Well, they fired Kevin Payne. And now they're going to find a new GM, but the GM's going to have to stick with Ryan Nelson as his head coach. Because that's what Lightweekie said. He wants to. And you know what was the worst news out of that press conference? And I actually feel bad for the people in Toronto right now. Do you want to put turf on the BMO? And you want to go. You want to move the Argos from the Rogers Center, which. Skydome for the initiated. You want to move the Argos from the Skydome to the BMO. <laughs> we're gonna have to. We're gonna go play on gridiron lines when we go play the Toronto FC now. Oh my God! What's going on over there? People, please let me know on Twitter. Email me. Offwoodworks at hotmail.com. At Offwoodworks on Twitter, Facebook. Let me know what you think about the TFC debacle right now. What do you think about the Ryan Nelson has to stay, if even if you change the head coach? What do you think about Argos may, might be moving to BMO? Can you imagine the Alouettes moving to Saputo Stadium? Exactly. Exactly. There's not enough space. It's a, Wow. And DC United is 10th in the East, 14 points. Toronto's got 22. It doesn't matter. Quick glance at the Western table. Real Salt Lake, RSL, 48 points first. Galaxy, second, 43. You got Seattle, 43. Third, Colorado, 39th, four point, uh, fourth with 39 points. Portland, fifth. Then you get right off the playoff spot. You got Vancouver Whitecaps, two points out of the playoffs with 37 points. Dallas, 37 points as well. Tied with Vancouver. Vancouver is only... On top because they got more wins than Dallas. Then you got in eighth position the San Jose Earthquakes. So those three teams are the only teams that has a shot of making the playoffs because he got in ninth position in the West with 22 points. The Goats, Chivas USA, which they're not even last in the league, but they're second to last, which is not that great. So this is how the standing look right before the weekend matchup. And the weekend matchups are in the MLS. Starting tomorrow in the MLS, Saturday, September 7th, you get Dallas against Vancouver. One of those two teams is going to be closer to a playoff spot in a playoff race. And one of those two teams are going to get 
back, lose a position. Those two teams are fighting for the same spot being tight. That's a great game to watch tomorrow. 8.30, Saturday Eastern. Kansas City, Columbus, Saturday as well. Very important game in the East. Can Kansas City get their mojo back? Even though they lost Kai Kamara. And can Columbus pull another W? Two in the same week. Seattle, Chicago. Can the firecrackers extinguish the red-hot Sounders? Or will the Sounders death the Chicago supporters? Very interesting game to watch tomorrow night in Seattle. LA Galaxy, Colorado. That's going to be a great game. A very great game on Saturday. Galaxy, Colorado. Are the Rapids for real? We'll know Saturday. Are the Galaxy back being the best team in the league? Well, now Portland, Toronto. Portland's going to win. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. And then Sunday, the games that interest us that are important in the Eastern Conference race. Houston and New York. Can New York get back on track? Or can Houston get back on track at the BBVA in Compass? The BBVA Compass in Houston. New England, Montreal, Sunday, 7.30 at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. Playing at the Patriots' home on this beginning of the NFL season. Can Montreal finally get another win on the road? It's been a while, people. And New England. Can New England play... Can Can New England reveal itself against a real good team? The best in the East. We'll see. The battle of the bottom of the table. Who's the worst in the league? Chivas or DC? We'll know Saturday. We'll know Sunday night. StubHub Center, 9 p.m. Chivas and DC. Then you get San Jose and Philly. San Jose and Philly down at Buckshaw in Santa Clara, right next to San Jose. So those are an interesting game in DMLS. You got as well Sunday. Let's just take a a quick, quick, quick word on it, because it is our country's national team. Well, there is a friendly. It's this Sunday. It actually takes place in Spain, Canada versus Mauritania. It's the first game under Benito Floro for the Canadian's men's national team. It'll be interesting how it fares off. (laughs) We'll take another small break on After Woodworks. When we come back, World Cup qualifiers preview. And then I kept the best for last this week. And then the New England Revolution and Montreal Impact preview right here live in Off the Woodwork Studios. Oh, you just gon' keep another, no, you won't. Oh, you just gon' keep it like you never knew. Oh, you just gon' keep another love for you. And we're back live from Off the Woodwork Studios again. Right before we talk World Cup qualifiers and New England Revolution Montreal Impact, it was, this week, the end of the transfer market. Yes, the Mercato finished this week. And we will take a quick glance of the biggest transfer of the last week. It all started, the biggest transfer of the last couple of days was probably 
in the end of August 28th, August 28th, well, Samuel Eto'o signed for Chelsea, back under Marino from Anzi Makalacha, Makmakmakmakalaka, Anzi Makmakalaka, who are doing a fire sell, reminiscent of the Montreal Expos, you would say, but maybe not, probably not. So Chelsea got Samuel Eto'o. That was probably the biggest transfer of August 28th. There was a couple, uh, Sandro Matri from, from Juventus to Milan. Pretty big signing as Italian striker. Very good striker. It's going to be interesting to see how he does in Milan. You got, speaking of Milan, Kaka. Kaka left Madrid on a free transfer to go to Milan. Probably going to help replace Kevin Prince Botang, who left Milan. For the Bundesliga for Schalke 04. Uh, a couple of other interesting signing on that day. Now we're back to the 30th. Getting closer to the biggest signing of them all. Yes, you know who I'm talking about. The biggest signing of them all. Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale. Signed for Madrid. He left Tottenham Hotspur for Madrid. It is official. It is done. It is signed. Gareth Bell is in Madrid. In Madrid. Hala Madrid, as he would say. Actually, it would be more like, Hala Madrid, mate. Well, you can probably say that doesn't even sound close to that. <laughs> That's what it could be. Other big signing in the EPL, but in the world. If you like, I said, Kaka. Mamadou Sako, Liverpool. He left PSG for Liverpool. That is a great signing. Liverpool got a lot better because they actually signed. They signed. They got on loan from Chelsea, Victor Moses, who was going to have to battle real hard to actually get playing time at the bridge. Well, now he will get some time at Anfield under Brendan Rodgers. And the Reds are going to be a dangerous team this year. It started really well, three wins in three games, and the Reds might be dangerous. They keep making the right moves. And nobody was really sold on Brendan Rodgers, but it's getting better. And after the Gareth Bell signing, while well, Real Madrid lost one of their best midfielders. Arsenal, yes, I said Arsenal. Arsene Wenger finally took out his checkbook and signed the biggest transfer in Arsenal's history. Mesut Ozil, the Germany, Itali the Germany international, now plays for Arsenal. That's going to be a great signing, very interesting, because we all know that Arsenal are going through a lot of injury woes. They're dropping like flies, and Ozil's going to be really helpful in that midfield. So those are the biggest signings right before the last day of the transfer window. Let's look on the actual transfer deadline day. What happened September 2nd? It was a very, very long day. Those guys at Sky Sports and ESPN FC worked the whole damn day. Oh, Autumn Wing, you finally out of West Brom, signed by Cardiff City. That's interesting. Uh, they finally let him in. If you remember last year, Odom Wingy uh, was 
close to signing with QPR. He was actually at the QPR practice facility outside the doors waiting to go in to pass his medical and they never let him in. So that's a funny story about Odom Wingy. Right now he actually left West Brom to Cardiff on a transfer and Cardiff owns him now. You got as well Kai Kamara like we were saying earlier from Sporting Kansas City to Middlesbrough. It's a full transfer. We won't see him with Kansas City anymore ever again. Harp shape hands. It's now in Middlesbrough. Yeah, Gareth Barry. Very interesting from Man City to Everton. He might get more playing time. It's good for Lukaku left Chelsea on loan to Everton. Everton got better. They signed James McCarthy from Wigan as well. So they got Barry and Lukaku on loan. So Martinez side is getting really better in Everton. The Mercy, the Blue Mercy side boys underway. QPR is getting a lot better as well. They signed a couple players from Tottenham on loan to help them climb back the championship ladder and trying to get promoted this year already. So that's about does it for the biggest transfers. Let me just take a second to make sure I don't forget anybody. So all you big fan, oh, Borini left Liverpool for Sunderland. If there's any Black Cats fan out there, let me know. Those are those exist even in Montreal or in Canada, in Toronto, Vancouver. Any Black Cats fan out there? Any Josie Altador fan? Yeah, I didn't think so. So on the actual transfer deadline, the last couple signing who actually went through, you get the biggest name of all, Marwan. Fellaini. Fellaini went from Everton to Manchester United, reunited with his former boss, David Moyes, at Old Trafford. Good for him. Good for him. And that's the last big name signing, actually, Mario Fellaini. So with Fellaini, Manchester United do get a little bit better, but they're still... Didn't do a lot on the transfer window this time around. And you know what? That's fine. It's Chelsea's year. We all know it. Go Blues go. So that does it for the transfer window. Right before the preview of the Montreal Impact. Right now. World Cup qualifiers starts tonight. With the U.S. men's national team. In Costa Rica. They never won in Costa Rica. Now they're going to Costa Rica. To get the three points. They are going to San Jose Costa Rica. To get. A three points. To make sure they finish on top of the hex. And they have a really good shot at it. So it will be interesting to see how Costa Rica. It's their revenge. Because if you remember the first game between the two in the hex was. In winter time. It was a snow classico. Done in Colorado if you remember that. A game with a foot of snow on the pitch. It was amazing to see a yellow ball used in a World Cup qualifier. When do you see that? Only in North America. Only in North America. So you get that game and you get as well. Mexico. Mexico versus Honduras. In Mexico. Azteca. Can Honduras win? If Honduras wins, it's a big upset. And it put Mexico in a very big trouble ahead of next week's game versus the U.S. It's going to be a great game next week. 
Seriously, it's going to be a great game, the U.S. And I'm not pumped for the U.S. men's national team a lot. But next week, the game against Mexico, if the U.S. gets a W in Columbus, Mexico's in trouble. So that's why I'm pulling for Honduras tonight. And I'm pulling for Mexico for uh, U.S. next week with those two Ws. Mexico, with the two losses, will be in real, real big trouble. So that's the World Cup qualifiers for the CONCACAF in the hexagonal today. There is a lot of, of other World Cup qualifiers around the world in FIFA today and in the weekend. I'm not going to say every single game of every single country out there. Goal.com has got a very, very in-depth schedule with that. You can go to the CONCACAF.com and you can actually go to FIFA.com to get FIFA.com slash Brazil 2014 to get all the World Cup qualifiers. Tables, who's on top, who's second, who needs to win to make sure they get a shot at the World Cup qualifiers, who might not qualify, Mexico maybe. We'll see. And that's where you can get all your news. So go to goal.com or to FIFA.com to get all the information right now on Sunday night from Boston. Boston. Yeah. You get the Montreal Impact facing the revolution. The revolution from Boston, from Foxborough. We all know it's going to be a very important game. Montreal haven't scored a goal in two weeks. I want Montreal to score a couple goals on that ugly turf. Don't be surprised if Nesta doesn't start the game. Yes, it's an important game, but it's a turf. It's not a real grass pitch. It's a turf pitch. So there's a possibility that Nesta's not going to start. Don't forget that before you do your fantasy. Actually, it's already too late. It was Wednesday the deadline, but it doesn't matter. Nesta might not play because it's a very bad pitch. It's a football pitch, but not our kind of football. It's a throwball pitch. Do you like the throwball expression? I love it. So that'll be interesting to see if Nesta plays. DeVaio's going to play. We see DeVaio played this week, this year already on the pitch. We've seen Nesta do it already. But now with Piscu out, we really don't want Nesta to get injured. And it's in, it's, it's in the head of Nesta when he plays on an artificial pitch. Every small bump, small bruise that he has, he blames it on the pitch. And he doesn't want to play anything to get injured, so he wants to get off. So let's not start Nesta. Let's just put Camara in there, and let's put Tissot on the wing. Let's gamble a little on the road. But I believe DeVaio's going to wake up again, and DeVaio's going to score a goal in Foxborough because he wants to meet Tom Brady. He'd be like, this is where Brady does touchdowns? Well, that's where I'll score. Three boot. I predict three boot for DeVaio on Sunday. A hat trick. And you heard it here on Off The Woodworks. The episode called Bad News Off The Woodworks number 38. That's where you heard that DeVaio will score a hat-trick on Sunday. It's a bold prediction. I predicted already this year once that he would score a hat-trick. And he did. It wasn't on the show. But I had witnesses. And you all are witnesses that a lot of things that actually are predicted on Off The Woodworks actually do come true. So... Sunday, Devayo, 3 buts, 3 goals, 
three boots, hat trick. <laughs> the players to watch for for the revolution. You got Diego Fernandez, the young phenom for the revolution, Mr. Haircut, Mr. Hairdo. He's going to try to do what he does against the Montreal Impact. Let's see how the Montreal Impact midfield deals with the loss of Bernadello. Because you can't say Piscu was really lost because he actually only played 44 minutes. It's not a loss that we're actually losing something. It's more that we're not going to gain something in the next couple of weeks. Bernadello was more of a loss because we actually lose. He was he made his way into the starting 11 only with a couple of games with a Montreal Impact jersey on. So he's a loss. We're going to miss Burn because the two Burns together were awesome in the midfield. So I still expect to see a 4-4-1-1 kind of formation. Shalibom tried a lot of different things this week in training. A lot of different formations, a lot of different shapes. Let's see what he does on Sunday. Well, hopefully you still get Devayo and Felipe on top. Uh, Devayo up top and Felipe right behind him because that's how we are most effective, I believe. That's where Felipe shines when he's alone in the midfield in that central axe, central, the midfield line, that's where Felipe shines. The midfield line, that's where he shines. And when he shines, he shines. And I expect another four, maybe a diamond shape. We'll see, because maybe Bernier is going to be a little on top right behind Felipe, and then you're going to get Arnaud more defensive, or maybe going to play right next to each other. Uh, Romero is not going to be playing either, so we're missing Romero, because he's actually went to yeah, his wife is pregnant. She's gonna give birth in a couple next couple of days, and that's where Romero is. So the twin girls he's gonna have makes him miss that game. So we're missing him as well. So you might see Pisano, maybe Blake Smith, maybe even Winger on the wing. So does he come, Andrew Winger? I know it was an easy one. <laughs> so that's about it. And so you got Diego Fagundes, the phenom for the New England Revolution. And then you get as well the other good players, Andrew Farrell. Very, very good young player for... You get Juan Agudelo. Juan Agudelo, Mr. Who signed for Stoke next year. He signed a pre-contract agreement for the next six months with Stoke City. And actually the Revolution said no they refused the bid of about a couple seven in the seven digits so about a couple million bid for Agudelo they said no but you know why because Agudelo played for three teams this season already and being the case they would have to split the two-thirds of the transfer fee between the three teams and they said no they're gonna wait till next year then they get the whole fee when he leaves in the offseason for England because they would have to split the transfers fee between them. Uh, I think it's New York and Chivas USA. And one-third goes to the MLS. We all know that's how they pay for the ad offices. So one-third of the transfer fee would have stayed with the MLS. And a two-third two would have been split in three. So it would have been like 150000 200000 for Agudelo. Would have been nonsense. So good on Chivas for saying no to that. So that's about it for the game with the Revolution against the Montreal Impact. If the Montreal Impact get that three points, 
it almost qualifies them for a playoff spot. We already have more points now than we have the whole season last year. So let's keep our fingers crossed. And we're getting the three points on the road. If you have any questions, comments, reactions, uh, if you want to have any comments about the TFC situation, uh, anything you have to say, email me off the woodworks at hotmail.com, on Twitter at off the woodworks, or on Facebook off the woodworks. Go like my page. Subscribe to this show on iTunes. You can subscribe to it on Stitcher Radio, on Feedburner, but most of all, you can get the show on rednationonline.ca. Your favorite source for Canadian soccer news, Canadian soccer interviews today. There's an interview coming up that Stephen Bodger did. There's a From the Black Hole coming out today as well on Red Nation Online. It's podcast Friday. It's the day to get everything you need concerning the soccer, football, in Canada, comic strips, comic strips. And you have as well an iPad magazine, a boot, available on rednationonline.ca. So thank you very much for listening to After What Works. It's with great pleasure that I do this show. And my name is Kevin Nagami. Have a great soccer. <laughs>